And it's my pleasure to have Chelsea. Spending time with her husband, friends, family, including her 12 grandchildren. In her spare time, she connects and celebrates with the women involved in motorsports, taking you behind the wall about their journey of life, racing, and how they juggle everything to make it all work. Welcome to Racing Girls Rock Podcast. Strap in, window nets up, the pedals are down, and when the green flag drops, we go. Good evening, everyone. This is Melinda Russell with the International Women's Motorsports Association, and it's my pleasure to have Chelsea Perti with me today on our podcast. Uh, welcome, Chelsea. Hi. It's good to have you here. So, Chelsea, the, the first thing that I usually do is I ask my guests to tell me a little bit about themselves and where they live and how they got into racing. So why don't you go ahead and start with that? All right, so I'm Chelsea. I am a 28-year-old pediatric nurse who um, actually races go-karts. Um, I am a proud mother of a crazy, wild, fun, four-year-old little boy. Um, I am, let's see, and this coming September, I'm about to marry my best friend of all the way through high school, we actually met um, together racing go-karts together. We were competitors on the track. So um, I started racing when I was roughly about eight years old. Um, born and raised around the sport, truly, though. My dad is a mechanic, and cars is, we always have the joke of, like, oil runs through my blood because of it. So, um, but he, he raced stock cars my whole entire life, and one day he was building a motor for a competitor that he actually raced with out at Shady Bull, which is our local, our local stock car track. Um, and uh, he didn't have, he didn't have the money to pay my dad for it. So they kind of did like a swap. He goes, Hey, I got this go-kart stuff here. Will you take it on trade for what I owe you? And that was like my way into racing there. So never really slowed down with it. It's always been fun. So that's very yeah. cool. Yeah. Yep. You, yeah. You know, more often than not, I see, especially girls who have, who have gotten into the sport of racing because of their dad. Oh yeah. It's, it's so cool to see the, you know, how that gives a father and a daughter a way to bond in a way that, you know, they wouldn't otherwise, because it's one thing for your dad to coach you in softball or something, but he's also coaching how many other girls. And, and when you're racing, it's, it, you know, it's really a much closer bond. Don't you think when you're, you're yeah, I, I think so too. I'm going to fix the volume here a little bit. I can't hear you very well. So Chelsea, you've raced go-karts since you were eight years old. Um, so mostly now it's, you're racing against other adults. Oh yeah. Yeah. So they have probably age brackets of the different divisions, correct? Yeah. So how it kind of works in go-karts is honestly, like once you hit the 15 year mark, you're considered an adult. And at 15, you raced against 60 year olds. So 
yeah, it's it's 15 is like kind of the golden ticket there, it seems. So we are divided up into um, class depending on our weight. So like, for example, I primarily run um, what's called clone light. Um, clone meaning is the form of motor that we race and light is our weight class. So me, go-kart, I have to weigh 325 pounds to 330, depending on where we go. And then there's also medium and heavy. So, and those are just kind of a little bit more of the weight you got to put on there. So that's kind of how, how go-karts that I run are, are a little divided there. So. Okay. So do you race mostly right there where you live in Ohio or um, do you travel to race? Yeah, we, I, there are a couple tracks that we do run here in Ohio. Like, for instance, I'm actually at the shop right now. We're getting ready to go to Eldora tomorrow. Um, they are probably one of the closest ones to us here in Ohio. Um, but primarily, we travel. I mean, I've been all the way down to North Carolina, to Illinois, to Pennsylvania. So, I mean, we've been, we've been all over the map. So, it's fun, though. That's, that's the part that I like about it is, is it's kind of like a little mini vacation each weekend you go racing, so. Yeah, it is. And that way, too, I'm sure you're probably racing some of the same people, but yeah. you still probably have different people that you're racing. Yep, yep, you're right. There's, there's a handful of them that, you know, kind of go go where we go, or we do run into to the same ones. But, yeah, I mean, you're right. It depends on, I know, like, when I was younger, the whole gas price thing was the big pillar on how far we're going to travel. So, I mean, that still kind of kind of fluctuates and hits the budget there on how far we're going to go to. So, but yeah, yep, you're right. We do, we do run into, and some of them that we run with, you know, considered really close friends to us because we just end up following each other to each race that we go. So. so your little boy's four years old. How does he, does he love it or is he bored with racing? Um, he's, we're actually this summer looking into getting him started in a quarter midget. Okay. So, uh, he, um, we call them little kitty carts. Um, they're pretty much like half the size of the chassis that we race, um, with like a little weed wax motor. Um, so little ones run those here in the go-kart, um, world. So, but he has one of those and he's been putting around in that since he was about two years old. So we're looking at, we're looking at getting his feet wet with it this summer and getting him into it. So, but yeah, he, he loves it. Totally obsessed with it. Okay. I figured he, I figured he would be, but you just, you know, some kids just aren't into racing. I don't understand. <laughs> My granddaughters both raced quarter midgets when they were younger. And then the one granddaughter has um, moved up to what we call a big car. So she drove a front wheel drive for the last two years. And this year she still has a front wheel drive car, but she's also going to race a sportsman. So that's a big jump. Yeah. But, um, but we're excited about it. And she, she's excited about it. A little nervous too, because those guys in the sportsman have been doing it a long time, but there's no other way to learn than jumping into it. Yeah. 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 So, um, so you're at the shop getting ready to go. So how much maintenance between races, you know, is there to a, a cart? Cause I don't really know that much about, I mean, I know what go-karts are and of course quarter midgets, it's similar, but, um, how much, 
how much work is there on one of those as compared to maybe a bigger car? Quite a bit. Yeah, quite a bit. Um, I, I will, this is the sad part. Um, I kind of steer away from that portion just a little bit, just because like I said, I mean, we've got our little guy, so it's kind of easier for me to stay at home with him and kind of take care of him and things. So my fiance and um, the individual actually that kind of upkeeps our stuff, he they do primarily a lot of that for me. So I am so very thankful for that. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's quite a bit. There's different setups that we got to convert things over to. Um, uh, in the go-kart world, it's it's a lot of tire maintenance. Um, so yeah, we got we to gotta kind of upkeep with that and um, I mean, my fiance is wonderful with that portion. So he, he kind of tackles that and that's, that's a big portion of it there. But yeah, there's quite a bit, quite a bit of stuff we got to stay up on. So okay. it's a, we, we get home, we go through the trailer, clean everything, get it all back and organized and tackle it for the next weekend. So. Okay. So tell me your pediatric nurse. So how do your, what do your coworkers think about you racing on the weekends? They think I'm crazy. <laughs> they do. They kind of, they chuckle at me. At one, I mean, they think it's pretty cool. You know, they've got a coworker that does this crazy cool thing that, that takes a lot of courage and bravery. And then all at the same time, they're all mothers themselves. So they're going, I can't believe your dad let you do this. And yeah, so I keep on telling them, you guys just have to come and watch me. You just have to come. So I think yeah. they're going to try to come and experience the whole the whole atmosphere there in a couple weeks so but yeah they think it's cool but then again I'm crazy too at the same time <laughs> that was going to be my next question was have they ever come to watch or any of them come to watch I think if they ever came one time they would understand don't you yeah definitely definitely do so but yeah yeah. So what other things do you like to do? I mean, being a nurse is probably a full-time job. Oh yeah. Yeah. And so um, besides that and a little four-year-old, like I know how busy a four-year-old boy can be, but um, what other things do you like to do besides the racing? Oh man, racing's our whole life. I feel like <laughs> um, we do, let's see, we try, we try to do something different with our little guy on our off weekends. Like, whether it's taking him to a water park or we go stay in like cabins and four wheeler and things like that. So we always try to stay kind of active and busy. Um, we're definitely outside people. So we are always all the time trying to find new things to do outside. Um, he, uh, our little guy just started T-ball. So that's kind of like our new off thing that we're doing now is we're taking him outside and practicing with him and doing things like that. So um, tons of bike rides. Oh yeah, we do. We do that. And um, I mean, if it's not racing, then we truly just find different things to do outside. So. Yeah. And, and that's good. Even, even in the winter, you know, we've, you've had the same probably kind of winter that we've had here. It was cold and snowy, but then you go sled riding or there's always something, build a snowman. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so your fiance is your crew chief, let's say, then is it just you and him or do you have other people that help you with the cart? So we were actually just talking about this while we were kind of scaling and loading the trailer and things is we, we do have our couple friends that race too. So we all kind of chip in and help each other out. Um, 
my father-in-law um, comes a lot. He, he helps us a whole lot. Um, my mom comes when she can. My dad comes when he can. But like I said, he's self-employed. And he actually still races himself, too. So he's kind of like trying to, trying to juggle it all himself, too. Um, that probably is one thing that we, we have a hard time doing is just trying to find the help that we need in the pits. Um, cause for example, like I primarily just run one class and just one class alone for me is, is kind of rough. And then my fiance runs two or three classes for himself. So yeah, we get, we get pretty busy, but we, we kind of got a couple people that go with us all the time, but for the most part, it is just, like I said, it's a small, small group that we got that go. Okay. Yeah. It seems, I mean, that's normal, you know, especially if if you travel because everybody, one, isn't probably quite as committed as you are and two, expense and time and whether they have a family, it's hard for everybody to be on the same schedule to travel. So no, I get that. So um, I'm going to ask you some, some things. I want to learn a little bit more about who Chelsea is. So um, do you have any pets? Yeah. We actually have a golden retriever. His name's Tucker. He's our our little guy's best friend. Um, and we have two guinea pigs. So <laughs> that's kind of that's our pets there. Um, okay. My, my son's a big animal lover, and so am I. So our his dad always has to kind of fight us off whenever we see a stray cat or anything running around. So, but right now that's what we got. <laughs> okay. As a child, did you play with dolls or cars? Um, I did both, to tell you the truth. Yeah, okay. um, I, I have an older brother, and then I have two sisters, too. So I can remember very young, my mom always making the joke of, it, I think she knew at a young age that I was eventually going to race something. Mm-hmm. So she said, you can do whatever your passion is, but you're still a lady. So, um, so yeah, so I, I played with the with the Barbie dolls there for my younger sister, and then I spray painted my brother's Hot Wheels to match my dad's race car. So, and yeah, so I actually kind of had hands-on with both there. Okay, all right, good. So, um, what's your favorite food and your favorite vacation spot? Ooh, uh, favorite food. I love pasta, spaghetti, um, lasagna, yeah. Not not the best thing to eat when you're trying to maintain your healthy uh, race diet there, but but yeah, that's that's my soft spot, um, my vacation spot. Oh man, um, we went down to Hawking Hills a couple of years ago, and that it was beautiful down there. Tons of trails and paths and things to ride on. So that was definitely probably one of my favorite ones. Okay. Do you have some place you'd like to go that you've never been? Besides Hawaii. <laughs> that, we all want to do that. <laughs> oh, right. got a honeymoon to plan here in a little bit, so I keep on trying to slide that in. We haven't been to Hawaii, so um, yeah, that would probably be my, I would love to go. Okay. So do you have anything that uh, you want to share about yourself that most people don't know? Um, I am terrified of water. (laughs) I don't know how to swim. Large bodies give me total anxiety. Um, so I kind of keep that away from people to tell you the truth. So it's, 
it's a bad thing when I mean, a lot, vast majority of our tracks that we go to is kind of in the southern states. So we crowd across the Ohio Bridge there. And I always, we always have to leave at nighttime because it causes me that bad of anxiety. That really? Oh, it's bad. So, but yeah, that's, that's probably the big one that nobody really knows about me. Well, they're going to know now. So sorry about that. But I don't know how to swim either. And I, it doesn't give me anxiety. Like I went on, a, I've been on like three cruises. It doesn't give me anxiety, but it, but worse for me is like, if I went down a water slide and my head went underwater, I panic. So I don't do that kind of stuff, but yeah. <laughs> oh, so you're a mom, you're a nurse, you know, you're a, a racer. How do you, what's your balance? How do you keep a work-life balance between all of that? I, I find myself, I have to leave, I have to leave my scrubs at work. That's probably the first thing. Um, so I have to kind of, I have to divide it all up. Once I'm at work, I'm totally dedicated as I'm there for a nurse. I'm there to assist, you know, other kiddos. When I'm at home, I get that total mom role. Um, and I feel like a part of us, once you're a mom, you never really kind of lose that mom role. Mm -hmm. So at the track, I'm, I'm constantly always making sure my little guy's got tons of things to do to keep him active and busy and things like that. But, um, but we all kind of like our small group there, we all kind of, uh, chip in with our, with my little guy there. He's, um, he's kind of used to the whole crew floating around. So, um, at the track, I try, I mean, it can be a challenge to try to stay, stay focused. I mean, I'm there for one reason kind of thing, just because I don't really leave that mom side. Right. So, but yeah, but I try, I try my hardest to kind of leave my work there. And then my home life is at home. So. Yeah, that, that's a good way to do it. It's not always easy. Um, for people that are self-employed, it's more difficult to shut the door to the office and, and turn it off. But um, I think it's it's hard for everybody sometimes to separate that. But it sounds like you've got a handle on it. So tell me a little bit more about your car, your cart, I guess it would be. I, I Like I said, I don't know a whole lot about it. So are there different types of carts? And what's your number and how did you choose it? Yeah, so um, appearance-wise, I mean, go-kart appearance chassis-wise kind of, I mean, they kind of look the same depending on which chassis manufacturer you go with. It kind of, like, different things may tweak a little bit. Um, I race and truly have primarily raced only phantom racing chassis. Um, they are located in North Carolina, um, and I've, I mean, I've been... Ever since I started, I've always ran some kind of phantom racing chassis. Um, and for one, they're just, uh, well, I mean, they're the best. I mean, they, everywhere you go, you always see one of their chassis up front. And, and um, so, and, and even all the way down to part wise, because they are so popular, it's easy to kind of access parts and things too. So um, that's the one that I kind of, I kind of run there all the time. Um, motor wise, I mean, we kind of chatted a little bit about that. That's kind of, kind of the same there all the way across the board. Right. Uh, so there's that. And I'm sorry, I forget what else you asked me. Um, your number, what is your number and how did you choose it? So 
I actually, I started racing number nine, which was my dad's number. Um, here in the next couple of months, I'm, I'm actually going to be doing like a throwback for um, honor of my dad. So my next couple races here in the next couple of months, it's going to be kind of going to be running, running that number again. Um, but right now I, I run 27. Um, that's, that's because it's my son's birthday. Um, he was born February 7th. So yeah, I run that for him. So, but those are, those are the two numbers that I've, I've always ran. So, and that's okay. kind of, so, I, you know, I know a cart doesn't have near the, what I call real estate as a big car, but do you have marketing partners and that you like put on your car or do you have any that you want to mention that help you? Yeah. I mean, I've got, I've got a few of them. Um, that is something that, that I feel like I, I definitely need to kind of work on and promote myself a little more. Um, I do have a couple, um, the individual that actually I'm here right now, um, his name's Bill and, uh, he, he owns, um, trick connection racing there. He's, he's awesome. He maintains all my stuff for me. So he's definitely one. Um, the, the individual that does kind of our tire cutting and our tire prepping, um, he, uh, ultimate cuts, his name's Brandon Young. He's located in Indiana and he's, he's by far our family's probably best friend there. He's, we've became very close with him and he's a wonderful guy. Um, so, but I mean, really that's, that's kind of truly about, about all I've, all I've got there. Um, finance wise, it's kind of my fiance and I, so, which, I mean, you got that in any form of racing. So, right. Yeah. Right. So you're at the starting line, ready to go. What, what's going through your head? What are you thinking about? So once I put that helmet on, I'm a driver. I don't think of anything besides what can I do to win? <laughs> so, um, yeah. And I, I look at my competitors the same once and we kind of, we got some people that kind of laugh about my fiance and I there cause we don't race in the same class. And then there's some people that say, Oh, they've got little bets going on about, well, who's going to win in between you two. But <laughs> I mean, every same to me you're you're my competition what what do I have to do to pick up that checker flag before you do so okay um do you have a favorite track that you like to go to Ooh. I am so primarily outdoor season we race dirt stuff um indoor season wise it's kind of fading out a little bit but um we run concrete with coke syrup down um, that is my favorite. Um, okay. yeah, so, um, it was, I've been down to, um, it's in North Carolina, it's King of Concrete. Um, I've been down there and that by far was probably one of my favorite tracks I think I've been to. Okay. Eldora is a good place to go as well. Eldora is a good place too. Yep. I'm, I'm excited to go back there for tomorrow. So yeah. yep, that, that's another good place too. <laughs> So do you have anyone that, you know, you do race against a lot of the same people. Do you have anyone that you have a little bit of a extra competition against, even maybe in a friendly way or, or not? Yeah. Um, I mean, I feel, I feel like we all kind of, we all kind of battle it out there. I definitely, um, coming from the female standpoint, I feel like, I got to kind of drive maybe just a little bit harder against my competition because for the most part, I primarily am the only female. 
Um, but I mean, really, I feel like I kind of, there's so many different people. It's kind of at each racetrack too. So no, I wouldn't say no, not necessarily. Okay. All right. So what is your race day routine? Do you eat the same thing? Do you do some of the same things? Are you superstitious? Um, I don't really have any of them. Really, the only things that I kind of, I kind of do is um, I primarily wear contacts. It's glasses on race day and braided hair on race day. Um, so that's really like the only kind of routine that that I have. Um, okay. What do you enjoy the most about being involved in racing? I, I mean, there's truly everything. Uh, I love the traveling aspect. Um, coming from the standpoint, there's nothing better than the speed of it. So <laughs> I'm definitely a speed junkie, I feel like. Um, like I said, there's we've, we've met some real dear friends of ours that do live a couple states away. So it's always a good thing to kind of go and reconnect with them when we see them. Um, but that that's probably one of one of our big things that I do enjoy is just kind of getting to know the people and reconnecting with them after it's been like a month or two months or whatever it's been since I've seen them last. So yeah, I that's the thing I hear the most often is yeah. that it's it's about the relationships that people have built is mm -hmm. is what really you know it, it's the speed and all that too but the bottom line is it's about the people so that you're you're right in there with everybody else so let's say that you're at a race and a mom comes up and says hey my little girl wants to be just like you do you encourage them to get her involved in racing and what would you tell them would be the benefits of that oh um I mean, absolutely. I feel like there's no, no bigger accomplishment than this sport. Um, I actually did just have not too long ago, a mom come up and ask me that. Um, and to me, I didn't realize that I was that kind of standoutist um, until this mom came up to me. Um, and I mean, what I told her is, and her daughter actually raced um, very, very good driver for a very young driver. Um, and what what I told her was something that I feel like a lot of females in this sport battle, and I'm, I'm guilty of it, I still battle with the same thing, is I feel like we try to impress rather than calm down and drive. Um, so we kind of, you know, whether it's just little things that we go out there and we overshoot the corner and, you know, miss the turn or whichever, if we just truly sit back and not realize that I have to prove myself. You've already proven it by being in this sport. Um, just calm down and do what you do and just drive. So that was, that was something that I actually, you know, told her and, and I'll tell you the truth. She almost beat me. So, <laughs> that, so that's what I told her. And, and I still run into her and she's still a wonderful driver. And I tell her all the time, I can't wait to see what she what she will bring as she gets older. So, and that would be my advice to any up and coming little girl is definitely pursue it because it's worth it. But stay, you know, stay to yourself and do it. So, good. good advice. Yeah. So tell me, what's your proudest, maybe proudest moment or most memorable moment as far as racing goes? Oh man, I feel like I've kind of. Kind of build a couple of them. Okay. Um, 
see here. My most memorable would probably be, um, I mean, I've, can I just rattle off a couple? Absolutely. Go, you, you've got the floor. Yeah. Um, Eldora, Eldora opener. I won, I won that one. That was a really big one. Um, Eldora again, I did a clean, queen sleep, um, a couple years ago and I won two different classes with that. Um, and then, and see, my female, my own, I hardly ever run against all female drivers. Um, I, but when I, when I did, I actually, um, I held the crown of queen of concrete and queen of dirt. So I have that. Um, that's, that's always something that's going to be very dear to my heart. Um, especially uh, the queen of concrete, just because that was my third race back of taking taken two years off. I graduated nursing school and I had my son and that was my third race back into the seat. So I feel like that's very empowering for any female mm -hmm. <laughs> sport from having a baby to jump into the seat and doing it and then getting a college degree out of it. So, um, that one will always be close to my heart too. Um, you know, I feel like all, all my wins, all my polls, all of that is always just going to be so memorable to me because I, I'm so passionate about this sport. And and just being involved in it too, so. Right, that's how I came across your name. Somebody, I can't remember who it was. Someone sent me your name in a yeah. picture about uh, Queen of Dirt. Yeah. Queen of the Dirt, yeah. Yeah, I've, I've held the title back to back years, so. <laughs> yeah, so that's pretty cool. Yeah, definitely. So let's talk about social media for a minute. Um, one, um, Tell me how you feel about, you know, racing and social media and how it works together. And then also I want you to share how people can follow you if they want to kind of connect with you and follow what you're doing. Yeah. So I actually don't really have like a, like a race, a race page or anything, to be honest. I'm, I'm probably not the tech savvy person. Um, it took me forever just to figure out how in the world to get to get our conversation popped up. So um, I'm always, always open. I mean, I always have my just my personal page there. Um, I do I do share a couple of my pictures and things. Um, uh, but for the most part, you know, I mean, I'm always, always open for anyone to kind of follow me and things. Um, so there's that social media with the whole racing world I feel like it's really it's got its up and down um for one that's that's how we kind of get deciding on where we're going to go the next weekend so that's always a good thing too um and then kind of a downfall would it be uh people can just be mean <laughs> so that would be something and then being a woman too I mean I take everything to heart too so one bad thing it's like oh, what did I do wrong so um, that would be like a flaw with it. But no, I, for the most part, I feel like it's a great way to kind of get people's name out and ex explore new tracks and new, new things that's kind of coming up, up through the, through the racing world there. So. Yeah. <clears throat> you know, I see so much social media, good and bad, but it's, for me, it's been such a blessing. It's how I, it's how I've met so many of you young women that are involved in racing and I, then I get to share your stories. And so for me, um, you know, I couldn't probably do what I do without it, but I also see that there's sometimes I'd like to 
respond to somebody and say, if you don't have anything good to say, what do you, you know, get off of here. But that's always going to be the way it is. Um, Chelsea, do you have any racing goals? Do you, do you have like, I want to win this or I want to go to this track or, you know, like at the end of your end of your career, when you're too old to get in and out of the cart, um, what would you like to have accomplished? Um, I would love to win a leather jacket. That by far is our, is a check on the, I plan on doing that this season. Um, in the go-kart world, we don't necessarily have to wear like one piece fire suits, um, but leather jackets, they're pretty expensive and you can pretty much pick the drivers that have won the big races by they have a leather coat and my fiance is one of them so <laughs> I'm very envious of him every time I look at it and every time I clean it so mm -hmm. um but yeah that that is my definite I hope that I will accomplish that I am in um a couple different point series to and at the end of it if you win then you win the leather coat so that's definitely something that I I hope to do um I mean it's always I always try to strive to win what can I do if I didn't win this weekend what can I do to win the next weekend so I'm always I want to win as many races as I can at as many, many different tracks as I can so that's always that I go I go for every year so that's a that's a good goal and that's that's a nice thing to be able to say you know I run I ran this many tracks and I had this many wins and that's that's pretty cool my my son used to race and in one year he, he had never won a race you know before but in one year he won a feature at three different tracks right here in Michigan and so that was that was kind of the highlight of his racing career and that's something that I'll always remember too because I was able to be there to see all of those yeah, yeah. can you tell me what does it mean to be a successful race driver Hmm. Successful. <laughs> um, I feel like success is not always, the, to me, to most, the successful ones are normally always the ones that you can pick at and say, no matter where we're at, you're going to be good. You're going to be fast. You're going to be out front. To me, that is successful. Um, not only in just performing on the track, but um, ones that kind of like help others get into the sport would be another thing. Um, my fiance has a lot of people that, <laughs> um, fiance has a lot of people that he, that kind Sorry. of, you know, are you I thought it was my phone that was ringing. <laughs> no, it's actually, it's ours. So. <laughs> Continue. Sorry about that. <laughs> Thank goodness we can edit, right? Exactly. I might just leave it in. It's just how life goes, right? You're in the middle of something and then the phone rings. That's just how it is. <laughs> so, um, but no, I'm, I'm definitely one that I also feel like success is kind of showing and helping people that are interested in it and want to get involved in it. Just having and knowing that you can go to somebody with help and advice when you need it is a big is a big thing especially with this sport because things are always constantly changing and evolving and improving and it's always nice to kind of have them relationships too so 
So that would always be a big, that is a lot of success to me when you can have people that can come up to you because they've seen you perform and know that you are capable of assisting them. Yeah, so. good. That's, that's a good answer. I like that. Have you, have you had any kind of a special like fan experience where somebody's come up to you and had something to say or, or that I, I, you know, I, as I said, I'm not as familiar with the cart world, so I don't know, but I'm assuming it works about the same. <laughs> um, so that the little girl that I was talking to you about, um, that I gave her some advice, she was probably the first fan that I've ever had approach me. And to me, I didn't even realize that I even, I was at that level that I even had fans. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, she, she just came up and, and just kind of looked at me and said, you are my idol. And <laughs> that, that kind of just, it made me, you know, close to my heart there. So, um, but for, for someone to come up and it, just, it made me feel good that I'm, I'm actually empowering some of these women to actually go for it and do it was definitely, definitely an eye opener. So. Yeah. You know, it's, it's just like anything else really in the world, especially social media. We don't really under, we, we really don't have a concept of how many people are following or watching because there's a lot of people that never comment. Yeah. So I know that when I put out, let's say I put out this podcast mm -hmm. and it says that there's 2000 views, you know, there's a lot of other people that have followed what I'm doing besides the ones that listen to the podcast. And sometimes it's, um, it's gratifying because I feel like we're reaching out to people that haven't been a part of the women in motorsports world before and it's also a little scary because you think that it's just you and I talking here and then I realize later that there's a lot of people listening to what we're saying and so I oh I hope I said everything correctly but you know what life is how it is but but um it's been a lot it's been a lot of fun to meet young women like you and and to share their stories and and I I've just it's just changed my life. It really has changed my life. So Chelsea, is there anything else that you would like to share about your racing career or your life? What's that? My crew just walked, just walked in here. <laughs> oh, they didn't know you were famous and being interviewed. Yeah, my fiance kind of chuckles all the time because I mean, he's, he's primarily my wrench. He, I always laugh at him and tell him if, if you make me fast, I'll get it to the front one way or another. So I definitely feel like I owe all, everything I've accomplished to them because truly with, without their hard work and stuff, I, I wouldn't be able to do what I love to do. That's so, true. It's yeah. a team effort for sure. Definitely. So. Is there anything else that you'd like to share with me or with our audience about either yourself, your racing career, or anything at all? Oh, man. Um, this is a hard one. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh. No, this, this right here is a, is a big honor. It, it really is. Um, like I said, I, I really didn't realize that that I was known or even at that level. 
So, um, which, which is like what you said, it is, it's very rewarding and very, uh, just, I'm very appreciative for what individuals do, like what you do here. Um, and, and I've, I've been reading a couple of your, of your feeds and things that you've done in the past. And, and just to hear other people's stories is just really awesome. So, I mean, I definitely think, thank you for doing that. Yeah. Um, yeah, uh, let's see here for any, any future racer. I mean, it don't necessarily have to be female or male. I mean, don't, don't push off what your dreams are. That would definitely be something that I would just want someone to know if it's don't be too scared to tackle it. So, you know, there's always, always a will, always a way. So um, that's true. That's true. Yeah. So well, Chelsea, I've really enjoyed talking to you. We're actually recording this on a Saturday morning, and you're going to be heading out and going. Where are you headed to, to go race this weekend? Uh, we're going to Eldora. Oh, that's right. You're going to Eldora. Yeah. Yeah. I remember you said that. Yeah, so so. Good, good luck there. You'll have to let us know how you did this weekend. And um, I definitely want to stay in touch. I'd like to do a, a story about you in the magazine as well. So. I'll get with you about that and we'll get that in a future issue so that we can tell your story there and uh, put some pictures of your car and things in there. So thank you for taking some time this morning. I know you're busy. You're going to be heading out, but I appreciate that you took a little time for, for me to interview you and share your story. And um, what's your little guy's name? His name's Chasen. C-H-A-S-E-N. Chasen. So he's, yeah, that's a cute name. Love it. So uh, tell Jason that we're excited for his mommy to have a good weekend and uh, hopefully we'll see some pictures of him sometime as well. And um, yeah, have a great weekend, Chelsea, and let's stay in touch. Yes, definitely. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Racing Girls Rock Podcast. Follow us on Facebook at International Women's Motorsports Association or on Instagram and Twitter at the IWMA Nation. And if you know someone that should be on our show, drop us an email at IWMANation at gmail.com.